Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Biomass. Sorry for the late start. I uh, actually had a birthday party for my aunt that I was at, and it kind of ran long, so we got back a bit late, and I, I do apologize for the, the delayed start here. But uh, that being said, we've got uh, quite a few topics we're going to cover here, so let's start with our usual introductions, starting at the top of the list with Sarizel. I'm Sarizel. Um, I play a lot of Blizzard games. I'm a co-host here on the show, and uh, I play other stuff too sometimes. All right, and Bate? Hey everybody, what's up? My name is Bate, and uh, I stream sometimes, and in the next two to eight days, I will be the owner of a PC. Welcome to the PC Master Race, sir. Well, welcome to the PC Master Race. I'm not there yet, I don't have a keyboard. (laughs) Oh, that part's easy. Everything is motion controls now, anyways. You just basically shout at it, you know, right? Oh, Oh, that's that's the Xbox. Yes. That's the Xbox, the shouting (laughs) and the screaming. Um, all right, and Libby, introduction. Let's see, and I, I have the keyboard without the PC. Um, <laughs> I'm Libby. Um, I blog, play games. That's all. And of course, I am Pokey Draven. Uh, I help host the show here, and I write for the blog sometimes. And I, I do try to get the uh, the streaming working. I think they might have screwed something up with the Twitch stream, so I don't know if it's running right now. Um, it seems to be getting some issues. So you're probably going to be either catching us on recording or through the website with our other stream. But uh, that being said, let's move into some of the news going on in the gaming world this week. So it looks like there's a lot of holiday events going on, as it makes sense, since Christmas is next week. Um, Zell, do you want to tell us a bit about what's going on with Overwatch? Yeah, so um, all Blizzard games are doing their their holiday stuff. World of Warcraft has uh, Wintervale, and and uh, I'm actually doing Here's the Storms uh, holiday event as well. Um, but so um, Overwatch is, they have a uh, new temporary game mode again. Um, it is uh, Maze, it's like a snowball fight. It's I, I don't like it, actually. Um, but it, effectively, everyone is May. Everybody has one shot, like one ammo shot that shoots a snowball, and then you have to go find an, another snowball to uh, fire again. And they're one shot, one kill on hitting people. So it's um, you know it's it's a very relatively short match. You just have six snowballs and um, six people to go kill, and that's it. Um, and then they of course have holiday loot boxes, a whole bunch of holiday skins and and stuff, and um, uh, they they took a couple maps and they added uh, added snow to them. So, well, that's pretty cool. And and so it looks like they've got like the uh, the costumes coming out too for a couple of the characters, right? The, yeah, the Santa Santa yeah. stuff. Yeah, they have like a Santa ish costume for like three different characters, and then there's like uh, one character that uh, it, one of the one of the more fun little emotes that they gave for a holiday thing is there's a there's a character that gets a present and opens it, and it's a it's a different one of like three different uh, presents each time that you, you do it. And, and one of them is like literally just a present instead of present inside a present instead of present until the, the character gets frustrated and tosses it. Um, so they have some fun stuff like that, but um, you know, we'll see if I get anything. It's loot boxes. It's random boxes. It's you, random. you, you don't like loot boxes as your primary means of monetization. Well, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not buying them. You just earn them and, you know the the I I would say the biggest thing that really you know as a as a dust player turned me off to the whole loot box idea was the whole idea that you needed boxes and keys and and this isn't like that they just give you boxes sometimes, um and there's a there's a decent number of ways to unlock them in in Overwatch um uh you do get them with every level which is a, a standard rate after you hit the the initial uh level cap it just stays the same rate that you get loot boxes for playing and then they also have in their arcade mode you get um 
three loot boxes a week um, for playing uh, for wins in any of the different brawl game modes, which is, you know, there's the 1v1s, the 3v3s, the maze snowball fight thing is in there because of the event. Um, you know, so there, there's there's a few ways to get a bunch of loot boxes with for free every week. That's you know, that, that's pretty good. I mean, as long as it's not that awful, grindy, bittersweet thing like Dust had, where you know you're you're getting boxes and they're basically useless. I think Bait finally went into a fit of rage and filed a ticket to have them forcefully remove his like ten thousand boxes he had built a small castle with. So, you know, it it's, was it, really it's good that it, yeah. It, it, there was better ways they could have handled that, but yeah, I mean, it's it's good to see that they've you know at least kind of not made that same mistake. But it can be frustrating, I think, when you you want to get something and you're kind of at the the mercy of RNGs as to to maybe get it, and especially if it's like event tied, you have to you know really grind at it, and that that can be frustrating. So hopefully, if people who are interested in in getting that that uh, outfit and stuff are actually are able to get it, but uh, if not, it's kind of shit. All right, so moving along, it looks like uh, some other events going on. It looks like Destiny, um, Rise of Iron is getting a holiday event. Um, it's running now through January 3rd. It's got all kinds of stuff, some weird head helmet mask things, uh, I think a special edition Sparrow. Um, and I think that's only available if you actually own the Rise of Iron expansion, which kind of frustrates me a bit. I mean, not that I, I'm playing Destiny, but I, I don't like the idea that a holiday event is specifically tied to a DLC. Um, I think that's that's kind of poor form when it comes to, you know, doing things for your players. If it's event-based, I feel like that should be for everyone. But it would be the first time that I've been frustrated could, with Bungie's uh, way of handling Destiny. Be, could that be? Isn't Rise of Iron the first one that doesn't work on the PS3? Could that be why? Uh, it could be, but what they're doing isn't really PS3-specific. It's just like, you know, go do the event and you get, you know, special gear for your character. And stuff. I don't feel, I don't know why that couldn't be... I don't know. Maybe I mean, if the event that's, doesn't that's, fit on the PS3. Yeah. The PS3. Well, I think it's a pretty stretch of an, of an argument, but I mean, I, I guess it could have something to do with that. You are right. I, I mean, I'm just trying to trying to devil's advocate this here. I mean, I, I don't care. Destiny can go die in a fire for all I care. Uh, it kind of did. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's yeah, kind of it funny. It just it doesn't got, burn. It just sits there and stares back at you in the flames. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's. It, I had to laugh when they were laughing about it earlier because they we saw an ad where, or not an ad, but a a news article where they're like, Bungie was like, "Yeah, Destiny will never be over." I'm like, "It's it's already over, guys. Like, you had you had your run. The first game is shot. We'll wait for the second one to see how you do." But I'm all interest in that game is pretty much dead, regardless of how good the the good parts were. It's just I don't know the the way that they've handled their business practice and how they have you know it's just. It doesn't do it for me, and I, I think that they, they really need to reconsider how they're doing things for me to, to be interested in again. And Rise of Iron certainly did not reimagine what I need. I, I felt they needed to, so I, I passed on that one. So I, I have not been participating in Destiny since, oh, shit. Like, well, yeah, like Taken King, I guess, would be, would be you know, six, eight months ago, I think, is the last time I dialogued on. Um, so Final Fantasy XIV is also getting their holiday event. Um, pretty standard uh MMO style events, you know, you, you go around, you do your little mini quests, and you get usually tokens you can turn into buy special edition stuff that's only available for that event. So there's a new uh, chest piece of armor. It's kind of a, a new Santa themed um, red and white coat. And then there's some other housing items you can buy, uh, snow drifts you can put outside your free company house, that sort of thing. So that's running now through December 30th. So if you're a Final Fantasy 14 player, make sure you log in and get those rewards um, before they're not available anymore. 
Uh, it also looks like, and this is a little, a little more interesting, um, Final Fantasy XV is also getting a holiday pack. Um, and this is free to everyone, but if you are a season pass holder, you get the holiday pack plus, which comes with some additional items. Um, we'll have a link with the full list of all the stuff you can get from that. But, uh, the stuff that's coming with like the, the free one, um, there's a level stopper accessory. So that's an accessory you can put on, on your character to prevent them from gaining experience in case you want to do like a level one, uh, run through the game. Uh, there's a new outfit for Noctis and some new uh, victory theme songs uh, for doing special conditions in the game to uh, you, you get like a special tune at the end. Um, and, and like I said, the, the the premium version, which is if you hold the season pass, you will get um, additional stuff. Um, a lot of there the are listed items that they don't really explain what they do, so you'll have to see when they come out. But uh, yeah, for the most part, you know, it, it's something probably taking a look at. There's like a carnival ticket you get, um, which I guess is for this like limited time. Uh, event you can go to in the game so be sure to check that out when that comes out um let me see when that's i think it said december 22nd there's also a couple of things that looks like in this pack that will come out uh with the january uh release yeah i mean yeah it's kind of weird i think the way they're kind of rolling out content is is a little strange. As as many have put, I have not completed Final Fantasy 15, so I'm I'm trying to kind of keep my distance from a lot of the, the details on this. Kind of want spoilers for the story, but mm-hmm. as people have said, it's an amazing game that feels like it isn't quite finished. So they're obviously going back in um, to patch and add stuff. And I think that kind of the order they roll the stuff out in is, is going to kind of be determined by you know when these things are released and whatnot. So. It looks like uh, for all players that get their hands on the holiday pack, you'll see except for launch in Japan, the 22nd has not been scheduled for a Western um, audience launch. But I, I can't imagine it be too far after. I mean, this game was released uh, worldwide at the same time. So um, it could be, you know, a week or so, I'm guessing. But there is no confirmed North America release date on that yet. And then, like Bates said, there are some items that are, are going to be released um, in January. Um, for whatever reason, they're delaying certain parts of that. But you know, be sure that you have that season pass before this event goes live, and I think that that will trigger you to get those items, um, or at least guarantee them. So, uh, again, check out the link. Uh, we'll get that up on the website. You can kind of see uh, a little more in depth all the details if you are interested on on what you can get, and if you're interested in maybe picking up the the season pass so you can get the enhanced version. Um, I imagine they'll probably kind of take this theme uh, further if they release you know free updates for whatever uh, season pass holders will get. Um, kind of an up, like a, a bonus version of it with some extra stuff in it and whatnot. And it seems like they're, they're pretty um, committed to kind of supporting this game in the long run. Uh, they've, they've made a lot of talk of short, mid, and long-term goals. Um, no concrete dates, of course, but kind of giving us a roadmap of what they want to do. And it seems like they're, they're planning on supporting this game and adding on to it in various ways um, for a very long time. So if you're enjoying the game so far and you think you're going to stick with it, it's probably worth picking up that season pass sooner than later if you haven't already, um, just so you can take advantage of some of those uh, special offers that are there getting these uh, updates. So I think that does it for our holiday uh, events going on for various games, at least the ones we've kind of been covering. I'm sure there's many others out there for, for you know, online games and whatnot. But uh, let's move into some of the other stuff. So, Zell, do you want to tell us a bit what's going on with uh, Gotham City Sirens? I That's the title. That's what I know. Um, no, I think they, so, yeah, that's the, uh, this is the Harley Quinn movie. And is this going to be kind of the same, uh, a world line as um, Suicide Squad? Like, is that is it the same Harley Quinn, or is it going to be a separate one? It, as far as I know, it should be. I mean, I, I don't think they've given up on this uh, this idea um, of of putting everything together in one universe for DC as well. 
Okay, that's that's good. So I mean, this is kind of the the femme fatale sort of thing where it's got Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy and Catwoman and they're they're doing stuff and then they're you know kind of probably fall along similar lines kind of what we saw in Suicide Squad with you know it's it's a villain movie more or less but uh, yeah I mean it looks it looks pretty interesting and I, I was reading something about um uh the Batman movie that uh, I think they'd pushed back one of the Justice League movies to make room for it and and uh, um what's his face what's the guy's face Batman Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. He, ben he Affleck. basically said Affleck. he wasn't. He basically said he was not going to allow any executive people to uh, interfere with the uh, the direction of his movie. You know, oh, good well luck. Then, good luck know. to him with that. But you know, yeah, because that always works when you when you try to give the executives a finger and they go, yeah, that's that's great. We write your check. So uh, sit down. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see on that. I mean, it's good that they're kind of continuing that that whole storyline. I mean, the expanded universe is something we've talked about in the past, and, and obviously it's something people enjoy. And I, I I would like to see you know more of that, especially in terms of uh, you know this this iteration of Batman and how they're taking that with the Justice League and everything. So looking forward to that. Um, speaking of Batman, though, <laughs> uh, kind of more on the humor side, uh, you were talking about the Lego Batman trailer. Yeah, I just I threw that in there. It's it's I I mean this it's, it's cheap it's laughs funny. it's for kids but you know it it is what it is and you're going to you, you know you're going to go see it anyways. Damn right I am. Lego movie was a great movie. Yeah, and then like Bates said this is this is the Batman from the Lego movie which was kind of one that came out of left field for me. It was like, "Oh, it's the Lego movie. That's cute." And then it was like people are like, "You know what? I've seen it four times. It's amazing." I'm like, "Oh, Okay, I guess we'll go take a look at it. It actually is really quite good, and the Batman character is hilarious. So this this looks like it's centered more around you know him specifically, and um, uh, you know the the, the it, it's the Batman you know characters, you know, the villains and stuff like that. But it's obviously kind of in the Lego uh, style, and it's kind of got that sort of humor going on for it. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty funny um, part of the trailer where uh, he's he's talking to the Joker, and they're kind of going back and forth. And the Joker says, hey, you know, I brought, like, all the baddest villains of all time, and he's naming them, naming them off, like, you know, the Riddler and Two-Face and, and Bane. And then it goes into some of the more um, ridiculous Batman villains, like the condiment guy and all this other stuff. And, <laughs> and, and he's like, you're, you're joking, right? And then and Joker turns and looks at the screen and goes, no, no, I'm serious. Those are actually all real. Um, because they're, they're, you know, this is back from the, the early comic days where they had some of the most ridiculous villains that made no sense at all. But, you know, they, they thought it'd be pretty funny to bring them into the movie. It's like, nope, that, that actually happened, despite what many people wanted for kids. Do we have a release date for that movie? I don't think so. I think that one okay. just, that just okay. there. Let me take a look here but yeah, for the most part, I mean, it, it's, we, it's kind we, of the same totally, sort of thing. Oh, in February, in February, 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 10th, February, 10th. February 10th. yes, yep. it's coming yeah. up. Yeah, um, yeah, we're you can tell our uh, incredible level of professionalism here, and we had that info right off the right at the tip of our tongue as we were doing the show. Hey, I've, doing I've, the show. I've been trying, dude. Though, seriously, I think everyone can agree this month has just been an absolute nightmare. Like, I am yeah. <laughs> so fried at this yeah. point. Like. I think everyone I, kind of understands I, that it's. I was it's at a, a holiday party yesterday where somebody had 31 Christmas trees inside, inside their, house. their house. Oh, Jeebus. What on earth? <laughs> and it, I, and I wouldn't have a house left. Give, that's the I, well, my biggest question was where do, where do they put all this stuff when it's not Christmas? Because they have a lot of Christmas stuff. It's like, it's it was, like, you know, one of those, you're going to a party at a house you've never been to, so you're like, well, you know, am I going to miss the house? 
And the answer is no, you cannot fucking miss this house. Because you see the street sign, and then you see this glowing beacon. And you're like, oh, I bet it's that house. <laughs> Sadly, there, you know, people have like pods and storage units just for their holiday decor. I mean, this is this is like uh, legitimately a person that I, I probably the first person I met in my life that I could never question honestly and truly loves Christmas. Um, like at, at the deepest level, just loves the very concept of Christmas. Yeah, I'll, I'll see that actually. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll see because um, I, I work for a solar company. And um, so we, we obviously I look at a lot of electrical panels every day. And on um, some of these bigger houses, you'll find people that have actual dedicated circuits just for Christmas lights because they have so many of them that they need to have their own circuit. They can't just plug it into a wall. Um, well, I don't so even want to know what this lady's electric bill was for for oh, like. Yeah. Holy crud, there was a lot of lights. Like, I, I mean, I, there was almost like a little bit of sensory overload there. You, you know, you couldn't like turn in any direction and not see lights. It, it's very, very Christmassy. We actually did a thing at our house several years back, and we, we haven't done it since, since we moved. But um, we built these boxes, and they're called Lightorama boxes. And they basically, um, it takes like two... Um, 120 volt lines into this box and the box is computerized then you plug in i think it's like up to 16 different strings of lights or 32 sorry and um then you can go into a computer program and you program uh a sequence and you've probably seen them those videos online where they have the, the lights going to the music um where they'll flash and turn on to all kinds of cool patterns and stuff and so we actually did that for a while um and and my dad had these plugged into the garage and then one year we went in there to kind of take it all down and it actually had scorched the outlet because it was drawing so much power um on and off and the lights in the house would dim to the music um so you know so some of these these things people do are is is beyond that and i can only imagine you know the electric bill for it to try to run all this stuff all the time so like you said there's some people that that truly really get into christmas and it's just like absolutely insane the kind of stuff they do but the fact that she had what, like 30 plus trees in the house that's that's really crazy yeah someone counted man that's just overkill right it, it, you know at some point you know it, 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 if decorating your house is your thing for you know be it halloween or christmas or uh, what else do people decorate their houses for spring summer uh, yeah. birthday parties birthday parties if no shut up nobody does that yeah. Yes. <laughs> if that's yeah. your thing, man, more power I, I think, to you. I think Livy's gonna have the uh, the uh, experience and, and knowledge to top you on this bait. <laughs> I, I think this is we're 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 moving into that territory. No, but like, you have wine party decorations, girl parties. Come on, wine, wine. parties. This is yes. the thing. Makeup parties. I, I think we've just discovered why there's a lifestyle blogger here to educate me <laughs> on these things. <laughs> We'll have to have uh, a. <laughs> she's not ready for a home blog. We'll have to have her write uh, biomass lifestyle and and how to not totally fail at living as a nerd. And you can she can explain to you how you're supposed to actually you know decorate for your Mountain Dew party for your your D and D crew comes over. <gasps> a Mountain Dew party? No 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 no. A basement dweller gala. Oh, there you go. There you go. So you can be a basement dweller, but feel refined when you do it. You could actually do it like a um. Like a speakeasy theme, right? So they're in the basement, <laughs> but they're, you know. <laughs> oh, God. I, I think that oh, should be a thing, Libby. We'll, we'll get you working on that as, as yes. soon as we can here when we're, <laughs> when we're not all cooked from the holidays. I want to hear when we're at this wine party, though. 
I can't believe you didn't know but wine it, parties are a thing. I Even I know, know wine parties thing. are a dude, thing. Dude, the the my party knowledge goes as far as um, was it like Tupperware parties? Oh yeah, those. Oh yeah, my mother used to do those all the time. Pampered yeah, chef. Yeah, pampered chef. There we go. There's other ones, but this is you know way back in the day. I don't even oh, know if Osborne books, books is still there. Still there. Do they still do these, like, sell, like books? sell books? I don't know. What, half-price books? They're still around. No, Osborne books? Barely. They used to, books they used to do, all... like, you could do, like, book parties. You'd go to someone's house and buy books. What are books, man? What are books, man? People don't read anymore is a problem. People are more, they're more likely to go to a, you know, you know, wine accessory party than a book party these days. Oh, well, my God. You know, like, oh, my God. They still exist. They still exist. So, oh, for the younger member of the audience, what is this? What these like these like parties where they they sell? No, stuff? no, no, these these this book thing, half price books, whatever the fuck it is. What is that? That's just a store where you buy books for half the price listed on the sticker. Right. No, no, he he means the, 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 what you're describing with the, the you know parties you remember when we were in house. school and like um what was it Scholastic or something would come something. and fill up yep. the one. This is kind of what oh, that is, oh, but God, it's somebody's no. house. That does not sound. The antisocial and all of us cringing and, and running away from you know, and people coming to our house. <laughs> you mean real people, like, actually in my place? Like, they get together? People do? No way. No way. Why would they no do that? Just talk online like everyone else does. D- don't worry. I'm like the, the introverted party giver. I'm like, I don't mind having you come over. But I'm going to freak out until the moment you come over. And then I'm going to be like, when are you going to leave now? I mean, we've already <laughs> had, we've had cake. You can go. She invites you in and then disappears into her room and you don't see her for the next six hours. <laughs> Until she comes out and she's like, oh, you're still here? Oh, okay, you can leave. I've got a raid coming up and I, I need to be quiet. Well, I think we've suitably derailed this episode. Yeah, yeah, der- derailment achieved. Um, so yeah, moving along. Uh, Hold on, one more thing for the Lego movie, though. Do you think they can get Tom Hardy to be Bane? Uh, it's, I don't know, but it's super easy to get people to do voice roles. I mean, generally. that would just that would just please me so much. I mean, I'm sure it's already I'm sure it's already cast because it's coming out in two months. We'll have to find out on that one to see if, if he's uh, playing the role of Bane. <laughs> All right, so um, moving along, um, a few more gaming news now. Uh, so Space Hulk, Space Hulk Deathwing, uh, that's that's kind of one we've been covering and I've kind of talked a bit about. Um, I've not had a chance to try the, the beta yet because I did not want to pre-order it, but uh, they did release a launch trailer um, ahead of the launch date here. So that is out and available now if you want to take a look at it. Uh, the, the beta's been getting kind of mixed reviews, and I, I guess I've talked about this in the past, and I'm, I'm still kind of iffy on it, so I think I'm going to wait on this one. But the, the, the trailer is very cool. Um, it probably means a lot more to someone who is more familiar with the uh, Warhammer 40k series. Like if Jay was here, he could probably uh, nerd out a bit more about it than I can. But uh, again, that's that's available and out. So if you want to go take a look at it, you can kind of decide if it's worth your time, or if you want to be like me and wait for the the final reviews, and then we'll see how it goes from there. And hopefully, we'll be able to get Jay's uh, opinion on some things again pretty soon. That is true. A, a wild J has been a, has been cited on Twitter, and he has seen uh, Rogue One, which we'll talk a little bit about in a bit. But uh, Jay is alive and safe, and presumably in the states. So hopefully we'll see him again soon. But uh, we'll have to find out what's going on with his holiday plans and all that, because you know it's crazy, and he probably doesn't want to deal with a bunch of nerds and and finding that our our show has gone completely to the shithole without him. So <laughs> we'll, we'll keep you posted on when he's coming back uh, on that. 
Um, speaking of spaceships, though, Zell, um, I've heard that you've received some news that your hopes and dreams for starting a new collection have died. What's what's going on with that? I'm I'm actually not sure what you're talking about. It's the next thing in the list, Zell. It has to do with Star Trek. Oh yes. Um. Right. <laughs> so your lead in was kind of vague. I, I missed it. I'm sorry. I, I, I just assume I'm just assume you're following the list like I am because no, I'm, I, no. I, have, okay. I have World right. of Warcraft open right now. To be honest. Oh, okay. That, that makes um, sense then. All right, go ahead. So, then. so, anyways, um, yeah. So the uh, Star Trek Online ship printing thing is uh, currently dead, and it's not because there is anything uh, wrong with the Star Trek Online or the plot to create them, except for the fact that the company that had agreed to print them. Uh, has uh, up and closed. That is unfortunate um, because printing your own ship would have been kind of cool in any game, really. But that's uh, a shame that that's, that did not work out. Um, okay, so uh, this this is kind of late um, in in regards to taking advantage of it. But Ubisoft is turned thirty this year, and they've kind of been periodically releasing games uh, throughout the year for free. Um, but this weekend only, and tonight is actually the last night. So if you are uh, catching this on the recording, it'll probably be too late, but if you're listening to the stream, you, you might still have some time, but they are releasing basically all, all of the games that they have been releasing throughout the year um, are available in one giant pack right now, tonight. So if you go to um, the Ubisoft, the Club Ubisoft uh, page, you can get kind of a code to download, a download for Uplay. Um, the games include Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, uh, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell, Rayman Origins, uh, The Crew, Beyond Good and Evil, Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon, and then Assassin's Creed 3. Um, and those are all free if you go on there for PC. Um, no no console giveaway that I'm aware of, but the, the PC is is free if you want to get on there tonight um, and see if you can pick those up. You should get every game on that list except Assassin's Creed 3. 3. Fuck that game because Connor's a dick. Fuck that game. Yeah. No, I, I actually have been really wanting to try Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon because that shit looks hilarious. Um, that's neon glory. Uh, I, I never played Far Cry Three. I only played Far Cry Four. But uh, Blood Dragon looked fantastic. That's kind of the using the Far Cry Three engine, but set in like a '90s, you know, B-rate action movie where it's all neon and you know you're going around shooting giant robotic dinosaurs and stuff like that. So um, <laughs> that's the one that interests me. Um, Rayman Origins. That that's kind of cool too. I remember playing Rayman back on PlayStation One way back in the day, and this is the remake they kind of did for oh. for. Oh, back console. on PlayStation 1. I had it on PC when like it first tried to be new. <laughs> Liv was once part of the PC Wrathmaster race? I thought you were a Mac user your entire life. You know, back in the day when I was a youngster. Back, back. And you Before can get soda for five cents. <laughs> You're dating yourself a bit there. Dude, y'all are old, man. <laughs> Sodas are a buck twenty. Sodas should be a dollar and nothing more because that a dollar is way overpriced, but reasonable in my mind. <laughs> yep. So, so you you are eighteen now, right, babe? No. Or is that still coming up? That's still coming up. Coming up. When's your birthday, babe? I'm not telling you. I think he says something along, "Oh, good, we'll miss the week where it's my birthday, so it's probably sometime next week." Um. So yeah, we'll 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 have to have, have you submit submit your gifts for bait and and copious amounts of alcohol and no sorry no sorry cigarettes you can't drink it cigarettes 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 and cold and dry ice send send Thanks, that we can give that to bait for his birthday. Thanks guys. And spray paint and spray paint as my brother pointed out. Spray paint. Yep. 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 Okay. Spray paint. Why? You gotta get high, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. 
of that, but yeah, I'm we'll, like, we'll get oh, you're in arts and crafts. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's what all seventeen-year-olds are in the spray paint for. Urban art. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get that link up for the Ubisoft uh, on the website. But again, like I said, if you're not hearing this tonight, chances are you probably are going to miss it. But uh, that, that that is available if, if you do catch it in time. Um, but speaking of Bait and his experiences, uh, Bait has joined the ranks of the Biomast streamers. And last night he was streaming the game Outlast. So I'm going to hand this over to him and have him kind of describe his experiences and if he shit his pants or not. <laughs> and yeah. when and when he'll be doing it again? Because I totally missed it. I'm not playing Outlast again. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Um, I uh, yeah, I streamed for uh, about an hour, and that is up on the Biomass Twitch channel if you want to go see it. Um, yeah, Outlast was actually free this month um, for uh, Xbox uh, One users, so I thought, eh, what the hell? I will download it and stream it. I kind of knew what it was, <laughs> kind of knew what it was going in, and I and you know I'm sitting there thinking as it's as it's uh, booting up. Okay, this is a horror game, and I'm probably gonna get a little spooked. I, I don't normally do horror games or horror movies, uh, not ones with jump scares at least. Um, I don't mind the the thriller and the suspense and all that, but um, no, dude, this was too much. It it was it was freaky. Um, so. I started, and then Jack popped in, who I guess has either played the game or seen gameplay of it. So Jack kind of um, was uh, was my uh, my wingman on this one. So we walked through, like I said earlier, about an hour of it. And um, I will say that streaming uh, to Twitch on the Xbox is like the easiest thing ever. It's great. Um, so I was able to to snap uh, Twitch in the like the right side of my screen and then have the game going on the left side. Obviously the game screen is a little bit bigger uh, than the Twitch chat bar, just the chat bar um, and then some, some uh, stream options, which was really handy. I was able to uh, keep up with chat and still play my game. Um, so I, I did uh, um, get scared. I, I did get scared. The It was like the first jump scare too. It was like, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes in, it just like there was a scene, and I walked into a room, and and then boom, there it was. I was like, oh, oh my god! I I think I screamed pretty loudly, actually. I thought I'd woken people up in the house, um, but nevertheless, I troopered on. Jack and I did, um, and it. What I played was fun. It was creepy. Um, obviously, in a horror game, that that's what you want. Um, I didn't enjoy it, <laughs> um, but it, if that's your thing, I I do think that that you would um, enjoy it. I will not be streaming that again, though. Fuck that game. <laughs> I, I, I laugh because when I played Outlast 2, just the demo, I, I don't own the game, but I played the demo. Um, it was mostly because Libby coerced me into doing it because I'm like you. I'm like, I don't do horror. It, it, the horror games just get to me. Um, and my reaction at the end was <laughs> I threw the controller down and said, nope, and I walked out of the room. Like, like it, this shit is freaky as hell it yeah, was. I, it was. oh my gosh it, it's the whole um because the game takes place is that you've got basically um a camera it's all through a camcorder screen 
and you can turn kind of the night vision on, but you have limited battery life. So you, while you do find more batteries to kind of keep the camera charged, so you can you know use the night vision to see where you're going, you you do not have enough power to keep it on all the time, and, and certainly not even most of the time. So you're kind of forced to walk around pretty much blind, and it's got a much at least it outlasts two in, in the demo I played <clears throat> a lot of stealth elements to it. So you can't see anything except for you know the person trying to chase you and you kind of catch glimpses of shadows of it then you gotta try to you know get around him without him spotting you and uh and then trying to you know use your limited battery life to you know give you a little edge to, to keep going but it is freaky like it just it, because it's so dark you just you don't know what's going to happen and you're like okay i think i'm good and you come around the corner and you just get absolutely polarized like you know the the, the end of the, the demo was a forced kill as they usually are but like i, I had no idea it was coming out with thinking like okay i'm, I'm good i'm good nope you're dead and it is gruesome when you die like it's all through first first person and they, they you see yourself being like ripped apart like I think in, in Outlast 2, it was basically, they took like a pickaxe, like a big mining pickaxe, and hit me right in the stomach, and then just ripped down and split my entire half, like my entire half my body, like down the middle. It was like, holy shit, like it's, it's jarring. And, and because so you're already so worked so up and tense, it's like, oh my god, like it just, it, it really hits you. So they're like Tomb Raider deaths, but um, first person. First person is uh, usually in really low light, so you don't really quite get a good look at what's killing you. <laughs> gory as fuck too man like like the little bit i played uh when i got to the end i i installed the game and i went on wikipedia to read this the you know synopsis of the game uh to see what was going to happen after the point where i got to and just some of the like just even the descriptions of you know what my character was going to um be subjected to throughout the course of the game was like oh my god and then you have to think that it's all in first person and you're <laughs> and you're watching this is like oh okay the story was yeah, fucked up I, it was great though i loved it i loved the 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 idea of the story and like the gameplay aspect obviously but the the story was it was interesting what's the general plot of it from from the part so, you did you did play? You are this reporter um, who uh, goes to this. Uh, it's like an insane, an insane asylum, I think. Um, and you have been tasked from one of the guys who works there to to expose this place essentially um, about uh, some kind of testing that they're doing on their patients. Um, I think it's got something to do with like nanobots in their blood or some shit like that and uh it, it obviously went south um and so it it turned everybody into zombies uh is the gist of it. and then there's a guy there who's a some kind of fucking cult leader um and he is under the impression that um i think your main character's name is like miles or something um it is um like a, some sort of a prophet um so he's kind of guiding you uh, through the through the asylum, um, showing you the I guess the tenets of of his cult or something. Okay, that that sounds pretty cool. I mean, now when I did Outlast two, there was kind of a, a hallucination element to it as well, where they would kind of your character was seeing things that that definitely were not there, but you you would see them out of the corner of your eye. Was there any of that in Outlast one? Dude, not that I noticed. I mean, I was I okay. was trying to like stay alive and not die. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, it's even without that. I mean, some of the gameplay I've seen from the first one is really, really brutal. And then they love to really kind of get you like um, you're hiding like in a locker and the monster like mm-hmm. almost looks right through the grates right at you. And you're thinking like, yep, <laughs> is he going to yep. walk away or is he going to pull me out and rip me apart? And it could go either way, you know, depending on, on your actions leading up to that point. So, yeah, that's a nail biter. It reminds me a bit of. Um, Shit, uh, Blood Siren, I think it was called, um, for the PS3 that first came out. It was kind of a similar thing where, uh, again, you weren't really supposed to fight the zombies because they could basically insta-kill you. I mean, you had weapons that you could use, but um, it was usually melee, and it was meant for like stealth kills rather than you know actual front-on combat. And uh, the gimmick was is that you would basically gather information on where they were because you could transfer your consciousness into their head sort of and see what they were looking at and so you would kind of figure out where they were in your vicinity based off of what they were currently looking at um and so there's there's one where you're hiding in a closet kind of again looking through kind of like the slats of the wood and you go in and you you realize the zombie that is nearby is like looking right at you through through the slide of the wood and it's like holy shit like it, it's it's really freaky because you realize how close you are that he may or may not find you and i think that that sort of thing is it, it works well because it, it it freaks me out like that sort of thing is just terrifying to me but uh you know if anything even if i don't really particularly enjoy playing those games i think that it it certainly adds a a good sense of, of tension and fear and in, in kind of what i'm hearing from your description Pete, that that that's again really prevalent in, in outlast one as, as well as my experiences in two so yeah, if you're into that sort of thing, I'm not. Livy will probably force me to play it anyways, or, or force you to play Resident Evil Seven. Yes, Seven is is looks along kind of similar lines, a little more combat oriented, but uh, lost in the bayous with a bunch of hicks trying to kill you that don't die is you know fantastic. So she'll she'll, she'll force me to, to do that one, and we'll definitely be streaming that. So your your pleasure, and you can listen to me shriek as I you know get my ass kicked because I'm not good at those games. All right. Uh, moving along, uh, Bate, you said that there are cheap PCs for a good cause. Do you want to tell us a bit about what's going on with that? Yeah, so um, a buddy of mine actually informed me of uh, this, I guess it's a charity. It's called uh, Gamer's Gift, and uh, they have a website. We'll get the uh, info for that um, in the show notes. But right now they've got a deal um, on a on a gaming uh, desktop. So for those who um, who don't have one, who are looking for for something to you know be able to run, obviously you're not going to be able to run you know like Battlefield One um, uh, on on high or whatever. But I mean, it's it's a uh, from what I understand from the the friend who who linked it to me, he said it was a smidge better than his computer, and he's got I think he paid maybe six hundred dollars for his. Um, so it's Got all the components. It looks like all the insides and the the tower and and whatnot for one hundred seventy five dollars. That is um, uh, on sale off of the original price tag of like I think three fifty. Um, so the 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 charity uh, gamers gift. What they do is the obviously the the money that you use goes um, to uh, their program. Um, where they they give back to the community um, by way of gaming. Um, one of their um, on their website right now. One of their the ways that they give back is uh, through VR. So what they do is um, 
you know, you can submit um, somebody's name uh, to them, uh, uh, somebody who is physically or mentally disabled, um, and, um, and, you know, you write out your little blurb, and uh, if, if they select you, um, they, um, they come and uh, provide VR experiences uh, for people, and they do some other things if I'm not mistaken. So it's a, ni- a nice little way to, you know, get you something nice um, and still uh, help out those people who, uh, those gamers who, who just physically can't do um, some of the things that um, is becoming um, like a big deal, I guess, um, like VR is. I mean, that, that's that's pretty cool. I've actually never heard of this before, so this is a really good find, um, and that, that is a great deal. It looks like the the PCU purchase is actually sold out now. The $175 one is sold out. Oh, really? But they do have... Oh, really? Yeah, it's just sold on their website, but they do have another one, which is 125 normally 250 so it's, it's still 50%. Um, and it looks like it comes with a Corsair Carbide Series 100R mid-tower case. It's pretty standard. An AMD 6300 CPU, an AMD 7790 GPU, a 500 gigabyte hard drive, and 4 gigs of RAM, and Windows 7 for 125 bucks, which is... You know, it, it, like you said, it's not it's not going to run your stuff on on max quality, but it's you know it'll get you to be able to try some of those things if you do not have a a gaming PC. I mean, it's again, it's it's not going to be any hardcore rig, but it is a good deal. Um, it, it'll get you there, and like Bates said, it's it's a really good cause to, to kind of help out people who may not be able to do the things that you're able to do, but still want to be able to have those kinds of experiences. So I think that's that's really solid. And actually, on that note, they, they've got a lot of other stuff available on here, Bait, from microphones to monitors to mice, even some graphics cards. They've got some some big sales on them. So definitely for people worth checking out if you're in need of a last-minute Christmas gift for someone else or for yourself um, and you want to kind of do it for a good cause and then get some, some money to this charity, I think it's, that's definitely worth a shot. This is some pretty cool stuff looking at all, all the work they do. And Char- well, charity is a great way to, like, justify a purchase that you really can't justify otherwise mm-hmm. that's, where, that's oh, yeah. why that's why humble bundle gets my money so often it's like do i need it no but it's for charity so why not yeah exactly. if, it, if it sits in my exactly. steam library and i never touch it which will most most definitely happen it doesn't matter because orphans and that's great so yeah it, it's <laughs> it's it's good to see that you you get that kind of outreach though from the gaming community since we get such a bad rap from a lot of other stuff that you know doing stuff like this does kind of help improve the the public perception of, of you know what we're all about and I, I think it is really great to support that sort of stuff all right moving along here um a couple more things before we kind of go into uh, a kind of mini discussion that was requested on the uh, the Discord channel. So it looks like uh, Steam has released official support for the PS4 controller. Um, so it will have a lot of the same features that the Steam controller has. Um, Steam controller is obviously the one with the kind of the, the two circular touchpads and all that. It kind of looks like an Xbox controller, but uh, with some modifications. And there's, there's a lot of programmability in that. Um, it looks like the PS4 is now officially supported by Steam. That means that uh, game developers or, or players can use, you know, the touchpad and all the other buttons that are um, kind of more unique to the PS4 controller on Steam games if it is compatible. So, if you are someone who likes to use um, gaming pads for your PC games, and, and I know PC Master Race and mouse and keyboard, but there are some games out there that, that do kind of work better with um, with controllers, uh, and you do like your your PS4 controller, that should be able to kind of get you a little bit closer to having the kind of experience you want to have. So, that's pretty cool stuff. 
another thing is this. This is kind of funny. Following the um, the ongoings of uh, Hideo Kojima and his his fight with Konami, it looks like the former American and European division president of Konami, who went through a series of uh, demotions over the past couple years um, until he kind of ended up being kind of a generic, you know, corporate director title. Nothing very important. He was he was pulled down. Uh, he has since left Konami, and as of November 2016, he has now been working uh, as the president of uh, Kojima Productions, which is Kojima's new production company under Sony um, after he split from Konami. So he's he's effectively poached um, one of their former employees, and is now uh, he, and now he is the president of, of uh, Kojima Productions. So he'll he'll handle kind of all of the. Uh, corporate stuff, you know, the, the business side of, of running the company while, while Kojima will obviously be more in charge of uh, development and the actual production of the game. So uh, it, it is kind of interesting to see a lot of these machinations when it comes to the feud between Kojima and Konami and, and how that kind of played out and then all the stuff that went down. And I think the fact that this guy was demoted several times and then ultimately left the company is probably a little indicative of, of, you know, how they're treating their, their employees, or at least those who are obviously close or familiar with, with what Kojima was doing. So interesting stuff. And, and we'll continue to, to kind of follow that one and, and, uh, you know, and see where that one goes. So uh, in, in our, our kind of general rule when it comes to when movies come out is that we, we don't do a spoiler episode for at least two weeks after the movie has come out. So, um, I'm going to talk briefly about Rogue One, Star Wars Rogue One, and Zell saw it as well. Um, it will be spoiler-free, but if you don't want to hear anything about it, um, you know, kind of turn your ears off and, and kind of fast-forward in the recording here, or, or mute your stream. And uh, but yeah, so uh, Zell, I mean, what were your general thoughts on the movie? Again, no spoilers, but I mean, did you like it? Was it um, I saw, good? I enjoyed it. I saw, I, the first thing I feel I need to mention, though, is that my viewing experience was terrible. Um, I had a, I had a, a free invite to go see it from my insurance company and, uh, they, uh, they filled the whole theater and I didn't realize the type of theater it was. So I didn't, um, I didn't show up very early. It was one of those, um, with the reclining chairs. Um, this is, I mean, the theater it's at is a big theater. They have all sorts of showrooms and they previously didn't do it like this. Um, but so I ended up getting stuck in the front row. Our second to the front row, and and that was okay because there's this huge reclining thing. So you know you recline the chair all the way back, and it's actually a pretty good angle for watching movies. But uh, where this fails is, um, it appears very clear that th- uh, 3D glasses are not really meant to work at an angle so far off of straight on, um, because things like things that would be in the front, you know, you know, things that were in the background appeared to be flying in front of the you know, actors and main content that was very, very screwed up visuals for me because of the 3d glasses and the angle that I was watching it at. All right. So, I mean, obviously that aside, what was your, your thoughts on, on the movie itself, even if the, the viewing experience was kind of suboptimal? I mean, uh, did you like it? Did you feel it was as good, better, worse than episode seven um, as a comparison? Um, definitely better than episode seven, if only because it wasn't a movie that I'd already seen before. Um, <laughs> um I, I mean, they, they, definitely put some you know more interesting takes on things in there i i thought they did well with it um i was uh ah see see, we gotta keep this spoiler free so let's see here um what would be um you know one thing that's probably worth noting i don't think it's a big surprise to anyone um really but uh 
you know the guy who played uh grand moff tarkin you know has been uh he's been uh he passed away 20 years ago um and he has a huge part in this movie <laughs> and yes and it, he does and, and it looks great you can't i i couldn't tell i mean i had some as i said i had visual issues to begin with but i he looked great in this movie if you've seen Tron, um, the new Tron film, you'll understand that Disney's magic with CGI is at it again, and, and they, they did an interesting job. Um, but yeah, so it, it's not so much spoilers, but but Tarkin is in the film, and it's not just kind of a, a mention. He he is in the film, and it's it's very well done. I mean, like was like I, I think I was reading that they cast like another actor to play him, and then like CGI'd over his face. That that is correct. He he did all of the facial motion capture and the actual on set. Um, you know, the, the body is is not CGI; just the face obviously is. But um, yeah, he he did the whole thing, and unfortunately, never actually appears in the film because his face is covered up with a computer. Um, but yeah, that 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 was very very well done, and it kind of stands to a point that I that I really enjoyed. Kind of to to differentiate between episode seven and how this was done is that it it does nostalgia, but in a very different way where. Episode 7 was a let's make a new movie that is very much what you are used to in Star Wars. And it, it ultimately came out to feeling a lot like Episode 4. Um, and there's a lot of debate if, if that was a good or a bad thing. I mean, I I enjoyed it for the fact that it, it was nostalgic and it really did feel like an, a, a Star Wars film again as compared to Episodes 1 through 3, which were weird um and so i i like seven for that regard it, it was it would be nice to hopefully see new um kind of plot structure and how they do things in, in eight and nine but for seven i was like okay you know it's, it's been a long time i think it's kind of okay to to bring this one full circle and kind of remind people that this is star wars we're, we're gonna we're gonna do right on making this this series um the, the kind of series that you you remember and, and like um but for Rogue One, um, they did nostalgia in the sense that it is very different. It is not it is not a traditional Star Wars movie. There are no Jedi, there's no space magic, there's no, you know, crazy stuff like that. It is very much um these are the people down in the trenches. These are the, the grunts effectively doing all the stuff you see happening in the background of the other movies, but never really get to get a good look at. Um and it, it provides some interesting perspectives, I think, on on what you as a viewer might have expected that is going on and you realize it's not quite as uh, clean and cut and dry as, as you might expect. Um, and so it, it is a very gritty movie in that sense. Um, and so it, it's very different in that regard, but it is definitely distinctively set in the star Wars universe. I mean, if even though it's lacking, you know, lightsaber fights and crazy acrobatics and stuff, it, it is a star Wars film in the sense that, you know, you are in that universe and you're seeing a different side of it. Um, so it feels like a different movie, but it's still, you know, part of, of that whole, you know, mythos, so to speak. Um, and I, I really like that because, um, and I, again, I won't spoil anything, but there are, there are some cameos or very strong references that, um, they, they, they kind of point you at and, and really go, yes, we're very aware that we are linked to what is going on in the other films, but this is what's going on in this film. And, and I like that because it, it was nostalgic, but in a very different way. And I, I think that in that sense, I actually agree with Zell and that I agree that it was probably a better film than episode seven and that it felt more original, but still kind of captured that star Wars magic just in a very different way. So, um, my personal recommendation is definitely go and see it. Um, I was 
admittedly less excited to see this film than I was for Seven, but I think I ended up liking this one more. Uh, not to say that I didn't like Seven. I thought Seven was fantastic. But this this one had a, a very different and unique charm to it, and it makes me look forward to these other Star Wars films with you know the, the Han Solo one and, and stuff that's coming up. Uh, I'm, I'm much more hyped for those now. So I think that they've proven they can really make a a different movie set in the Star Wars um you know the star wars world and still make it work and it feel really good so i i my highest recommendation is to go see it um we'll, we'll probably drag Livia out to see it sometime this week and, and get her opinion on it uh in two weeks when we we kind of do our, our spoiler episode about it. and uh yeah i was again i was i was pretty excited about this one from the beginning because you know for the same reason su- with suicide squad is i really like when they can um you know, move beyond the uh, the the original basic storyline and really start to dig into to the background and the the bigger world of things. Um, it's a lot of the same reason I loved uh, DS Nine and Star Trek was they they covered a lot of. Too, so. Did we? Did he cut off for everyone else too? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we lost Cell. But yeah, I I think kind of what he was getting at is it's it's good that they've proven they can kind of you know take a different look at it and and actually you know go into a a different aspect of of the genre and the and the film and you know it's a good proof of concept and I think they absolutely nailed it and I, I do recommend it for everybody. Um, you know, I think we, we actually are kind of pushing the hour mark here and I, we were going to have a discussion on, uh, Jadik actually mentioned, cause he is the master of fisting things in, in dust, uh, that we, we kind of discuss about, um, melee weapons or melee combat in, in Nova. And if it's, uh, you know, if it's something worthwhile and I, I think I'm actually going to shelve that one maybe for, um, the the following the following show not next week but the the week after that um just so i have more time to kind of to put together my thoughts for and you can kind of get everyone else's thoughts um organized and and actually have a proper discussion i don't want to half-ass it because i I think that while i think nova katanas are ridiculous um there's a good chance we'll have um more melee combat in in nova than we had in dust so i think it's it's definitely worth having a discussion about that's a little better thought out um on that note, however, uh, we, as, as you are probably well aware, uh, next Sunday, which is when we normally do the show, uh, is December 25th, and which is Christmas for, for people, um, for a lot of people. So we, we will not be doing uh, a show that week, and, and we normally skip the week after Christmas, but since it's landing on uh, that Sunday, we will be having a show the following week, which is January 1st, as New Year's Day. Um, that is the plan so far. If something else comes up, we will um, let you all know uh, through the various means of Skype and Discord and um, Twitter and whatnot. So we'll, we'll let you know if the, if the plan has changed. But right now, currently, the plan is that we will not have a show next week, December 25th. But we will have a show on January 1st, um, the following week. And we'll, we'll, we'll probably kind of, again, delve deeper into to Rope 1 and, and actually kind of discuss um, spoilers. So if you can, uh, I do suggest people go and see it sometime in the next two weeks so we we can have a, a good open discussion about our thoughts on, on the various parts and whatnot uh that being said is there any other topics you guys wanted to touch on before we move into shout outs here nope because you can't hear me oh, we can i can hear, hear you now awesome shoot that means i have to have too? a shout out uh i will give you a pass because you probably were uh fighting your mic so we'll, we'll start at the bottom um with with livy and then we'll, we'll get to you uh before the end so livy do you have a shout out what a shout out for me i don't yeah yeah i had a very uneventful week (laughs) we are all fried that is what happened this week (laughs) there's nothing else to talk about a shout out Um, goes to the bottle of champagne in my fridge that's just waiting to go 
There we go. That's that's better. Um, all right. Uh, Beat, shout out, man. Uh, yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to Janet for sticking with me uh, for an hour during uh, Outlast last night. Uh, what else? No, that, I, I think that's it. Um, oh, no. We, uh, we picked up a new recruit in EVE in Incorruptibles. Uh, his name is Danak. And if you hang around the DustFets Discord, you know exactly who he is. Uh, Dak, it's been fun flying with you for uh, a week or so, or however long you've been in the damn court. So let's let's fly more. All right, sounds good. All right, Zell, now you're up. Um, I, I'm not sure I have anything. You know, the the thing is, is I I just want to remind everyone. Speaking of Eve, uh, get your get your stupid free stuff in Eve. Um, you you don't even need to have like a paying account. If you have an Alpha clone, you can get all the. Um, they have some skins and some um clothing items and uh what else did they throw some stupid like uh you know rejected ship replacement program requests and you know their usual holiday stupid items they do one a day there's a booster today that came out that increases your skill points uh but i think like 15 skill points uh per hour for 24 Uh, hours oh yeah there was that too the only good thing though I'm actually surprised that they're they're opening up to elf clones. I figured that would kind of be an omega only thing. Well, you can assume that all those skins and uh, uh, clothing items will be super cheap forever because you know I I went on you my know, second I, account I that I, I haven't used in years and got the stuff as well. And I'm sure there's someone Jadex probably farming it on thirty characters. That's true. The the robot known as Jadex Manaheim probably has. You know, he, he'll have cornered the market and purchased all of them and actually artificially raised the price by buying you know thirty thousand copies of the same skin, and ultimately make millions of dollars and use it to fund his uh, drug, uh, uh, you know, his his DEA uh, stuff that he's been trying. To... All right, and uh, I guess my shout out will go towards my aunt. It is her birthday last couple of days that we celebrated tonight. Um, she said she's going to tune in to listen to the show sometime, um, which should probably last for about five seconds to realize what the subject matter is. But uh, I'll give my shout out to her um, uh, for, for giving it a shot and, and kind of listening to all of our craziness and, and our, our, our boundless unprofessionalism. So uh, shout out to her. Uh, that being said, we're probably going to bring this in for a close. Um, again, we will not be here next week, but we will be back uh, the following week on January 1st. Usual time. Uh, again, if you have any uh, topics you want us to cover, anything like that, um, let us know either on you know, twi- on Twitter or on our uh, email. Emails are all available and stuff on the website, biomass.net. Uh, and if you want us to stream anything, um, I'm, I'm not above purchasing a game if you want to have me make a fool of myself in front of everyone and record it for all to see. Or if you want us to kind of pick up a, a group game to try out together, um, just let us know and we'll, we'll be more than happy to, to consider it for uh, content generation for you guys. So just let us know. Uh, but that being said, I want to thank you for tuning in. Um, I do apologize for the Twitch not working. Uh, we'll get that sorted out before uh, the next show. And, uh, yeah, so have a happy and safe holiday, and uh, have a good night.